What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. It's officially April. It's draft month. Honestly, the funnest time of the year. Unfortunately, we're at the top of the draft. But for some reason, I'm not having fun, Alex. I'm really not having fun. So today, uh, we're going to get into the hot topic of the week, of the month, of everything, controlling everyone's life, the pro days for the quarterbacks, what it means for Sam, and of course, that San Francisco trade that honestly changed the landscape of the entire draft. Uh, we'll get into all that. But Alex, what's for et cetera? What's good, John? For et cetera today, you know what today is. It's opening day, John. It's recording on Wednesday night. Uh, right now it is 744. The Yankees played today. Sadly, they didn't come away with that dub. But the Yankees are back, baby. Our pride and joy, the best team that we got that we got to root for. So let's get into that for today. <laughs> All right, let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. As always, I'm joined by my man, Alex, who's here to shed knowledge on all of us today just just enlighten all of us on what he saw (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, during these pro camps and on on the tape in this past couple weeks because alex is is frustrated man tell him how you feel what's up man what's going on john so let me correct myself i did say it was wednesday before we started recording this it is thursday that we're recording um you're on vacation days don't count right now i know i'm like in a daze right now uh it's my fiance's birthday so that's why we celebrate on wednesday that's why we didn't record on wednesday so we here though we here and you know john you alluded to it you alluded to the quarterback dilemma that we have right now but before we dive deep into that how are you feeling today though i mean i i, I mean you woke up today in new york city the weather was weird it was cold it was rainy, and as the day progressed, as opening day started, the fans are finally in the Bronx, man. I was hyped. I was working, but I was hyped. I had the Yankee game going. Oh, man. It's a tough way to lose. It's a, it's a, it's a tough back-to-back way to lose, man. The Knicks lose to Minnesota, and the Yankees going out like this. I, 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 we'll save it for the et cetera portion, but I really hate this extra innings put the man on second rule it's driving me nuts and it's gonna kill us this year because none of our bullpen guys could pitch out of the stretch oh, we'll, we'll get we'll leave that for a set yeah right. we'll leave that for a later because we, we <laughs> no, i'm all right man i'm all right i'm all right i'm excited for baseball season to, man it's it's official dude basketball season Knicks are still good baseball season and draft season like things are great right now Bro, it's like we're back uh, to being the regular. You know, when we first started this podcast, the world was upside down. We didn't know what was going on. You know, we we're getting ready for the football season. Basketball was still up in the air. Like, what the hell was going to happen? We had the bubble that we were like, it was pre-bubble. Then it was bubble. And we had, we had all that jumbling around. But now it feels like everything's back to normal. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, like, what was it? It's about to be a year since we had that first conversation about doing a podcast. You were betting... <laughs> Uh, international baseball games. And look, look at you now. Look at you now, man. You're back. <laughs> Yo, uh, this time, right here, we're watching Korean baseball in the morning. And look at us now, man. We got we got people at at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. 
We're here, man. We're here. We're here. But yeah, John, as you alluded to earlier, uh, quarterback dilemma, man. We had some pro days, you know, that we got to discuss. We had, uh, well, for for New York Jets fans, there's really only two that we got to talk about, which is Justin Fields and uh, Zach Wilson. Unless you, unless you think we need to talk about anyone else, but I feel like that's the only two players that are just really like Jets Nation consensus from ESPN and all national sports media. That's who they're saying should be within, you know, going after Trevor Lawrence. Um, and we had some pro days, as you know, going against air. Zach Wilson looked great. Uh, Justin Fields looked awesome. It was great going against air, but we had to break it down. Because I love quarterbacks and I love quarterbacks in basketball shorts. It's my favorite thing. I know, right? It's a lot of fun. And yet we have people like overhyping all these guys. We have double standards for how quarterbacks perform against air, which is insane. Uh, but <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I mean, <laughs> I just crazy. don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, here's my thing. We get it that they're good against well, – everyone called great against air, all right? Sam Darnold would awesome in the rain, by the way. Let's not forget that. Like, he was actually playing in the rain. Uh, Justin Fields. Looked like Superman. Zach, yeah, right? And it's like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, they're in a nice dome, training facility, no, no elements out there whatsoever. Not saying they're bad, not saying it's great, not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, okay – Everyone looks facts. good doing this. Yeah, Those it's just facts. it's just facts. Everyone looks good doing this goddamn thing. I don't know why we get up hyped about it. It's like watching a horse run its own race. It's like, oh my god, look at how it gallops. And it's like, yeah, no shit, it's running. What's the competition though? Like, can we see this in that? Can we see full blown action? So I don't know. They look good. What did you feel about the pro days? Oh man. I- Dude, you know, you know, like when you uh, say a word over and over and like the word like loses meaning and it just like sounds like a sound. Mm-hmm. That's honestly how I'm starting to feel about Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones even. And not kind of Trey Lance because no one's talking about him. So I, I, I kind of like Trey Lance the most. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's the most intriguing to me. Just like on the, on like, just like on the, on the intrigue factor. Because like, for some reason, he's going so under the radar and he was pretty good at North Dakota State. And we know that North Dakota State runs a pro offense. So th- th- that's the whole thing, man. So the pro day, everyone says is you don't learn anything at the pro day. Uh, we had our top three guys, uh, Salah, our head coach, offensive coordinator, Michael Floor, and, we had uh, Joe Douglas, of course, the GM, go to Zach Wilson's pro day. The next day, Salah missed it because he was having his wife is getting ready to give birth to his seventh child, which is my God. Yo, <laughs> I feel like he has to talk to Antonio Cromartie about having children. Man, just get some like oh, that's yo, a what? leader of men, dude. Yo, Salah is a leader of men. Shout out to his wife. <laughs> um, but so yeah, we had fact. Um, shout out to his wife. My God. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So. That's why he wasn't there. So don't read into that uh, for the Justin Field stuff. But he looked good. There's starting to be leadership question marks, which it's pretty funny. If you didn't hear where it came from, man, it literally came from Dan Orlovsky, the Lions quarterback who famously went out of bounds um, in the back of the end zone. 
He's the analyst for ESPN. He was on the Pat McAfee show, who was the famous punter from the Colts, right? So they have they have a connection with each other. He was on his show, and he was saying how he heard from other coaches, like there are whispers that there's questions with Justin Fields' leadership. And, like, that's why he had such a good pro day and he's dropping. Okay. So then the next day, obviously, that goes out into the world. People start freaking out. Orlovsky gets called from Ohio State OC and the trainer, that his offseason trainer. And they both, you know, spoke very highly of his leadership. And so Orlovsky came out today and he said, I just want to make it clear, like, no, that's what happened there. Then we have Zach Wilson on the other side. As you've mentioned, they're like copying each other's pro days. Yeah, so Zach Wilson, you know, did that, you know, go against your body, you know, put it in the end zone, and everyone went insane. The next day, Justin Fields does the same thing, even better, and somehow his stock goes down. We have Kellen Mond from Texas A&M doing the same exact thing. Nobody gives a damn. Like, it's, it's, it's all ridiculous, dude. And then we have to have highlights of Sam Darnold doing it in an actual live game to Braxton Berrios against the 49ers. And we're like, ah, yeah, but it wasn't 50 yards, but it's like, okay, he's doing the same thing in live action, actually evaded a tackle with a team that doesn't have an off- offensive line. And you were just like poo-pooing that crap. Come on guys. And he did it's, it against the bills too. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> this is my thing, man. It's just like, we, we are overhyping pro day so much. And I get that it's, we have to understand of what what this is. It's just creating content, right, to a certain extent. Guys being there, getting this, this film, seeing all this type of stuff and showing it to the world and people talking about it. How much can you actually talk about someone throwing a goddamn ball God, through the guys air? Guys being dudes, man. Guys being dudes. And, <laughs> like, <you're right. laughs> it really is. It really yeah, is, like, man. I, I agree with you. There's nothing... Like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Like, and like, that's really where I'm at. Like, I, they're like, like when you ask me, how do I feel about, about the BYU slash Zach Wilson pro day? It's fine. It was great. It was amazing. How do you feel about the Ohio State pro day? It was great. It was fine. It was amazing. I wish Y Davis felt better. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, like there's really, I can, like, there's nothing to gauge here. Everybody says there's nothing to learn from pro day. Yet, as soon as pro day happens, everyone goes insane, like their head is on fire. So, I really, I really have nothing to learn from the exact pro day. But what was interesting, man, was we had the San Francisco 49ers trade mm-hmm. that came and shook things up. And that was right. And it was curious because it was right around, it was right after the Zach Wilson pro day and before the Justin Fields pro day. So, that was an interesting shakeup. And so, they moved up from 12 to three. Interestingly enough, they added the third rounder compensatory pick that they got from uh, the Robert Salah minority hire, which is just a fun mm-hmm. fact. Uh, we're also connected, right? Everyone keeps talking about this Kyle Shanahan tree, and no one talks about LaFleur is literally came from the same exact tree. Um, if you don't believe me, go check out my article on Jet Press. And then we have additionally a first round pick from 2022 and a first pick from 2023. So really, it only took a third round and two firsts. To move up from 12 to 3. Uh, everybody, nobody's talking. I'm like speechless of how that's like nothing. Like, I don't know. I, I, 
If you yeah. told me, to, if you told me, like that's what they want for Russell Wilson, like I, I'm doing that in two seconds. You know what I mean? But I know I don't, you don't even get the swap. Like no problem. I don't know. That's a, that's a sidebar. But my initial, I'll be honest, man. My initial reaction was, oh my god, they're definitely gonna get Sewell. But then after like an hour of deliberation, I was like, there's no way. They're moving all the way up there to not draft a quarterback. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about that compensation, man? And how do you feel, you know, what, what, what do you think that did to the draft? I think it kind of muddied the waters a little bit, you know. Of uh, You have the San Francisco 49ers saying that they're going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. But you, as you pointed out, you don't make that type of move. Look, the Jets did it too, right? Not necessarily from 12, but they moved up from six to three to go get Sam Darnold, right? So when you're moving up that high, it means you you like somebody that you need to get at a premier position, which is usually quarterback. So they either believe, right, that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields is going to be their guy and they're, it's, they're landing right there. You know, that's, that's the only thing I can, that's the only thing I can muster up. And I think the trade compensation itself, it makes it interesting for what the Jets can get because they're coming from 12 up to three, right? So when we talk about, you know, when you bring up the Atlanta Falcons coming up from four to two, it's really not that steep of a change. So then what is the compensation for them, right? Is it just a first rounder and like, what second rounder third rounder i think the the value chart was a a a swap from four to two this year's second this year's third and then because it's for a quarterback you'd probably add next year's first i don't know if you'd even get that third for i don't even know if you'd get the double first plus the second and a third i don't know if you would but you know what i'm saying do you think you, you even think we'd get that no, I don't think so. I, I think I think this trade kind of, I think a, getting a double first. You mean like two for get we get two first rounders for our first? I don't know, man. I mean, it depends how far that, out that, it that's is. What, that's I how, think it depends. That's what happened with San Francisco. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, but you see, the thing for San Fran, right, is that it went from twelve to three. If if it's Atlanta, right, that we keep talking about from four to two. I don't think you get two first unless that first rounder, the second one is like so far out that they're not even thinking about it. I think it becomes maybe a first, two thirds, a first, maybe two seconds. I don't know. I don't know how to gauge that value because it's just so weird because it felt like it's such a low ball to go from 12 to three when you know they're taking a quarterback. That's just not hidden anymore. So it's difficult to to determine what the actual value is of a draft pick at this point, you know, for, for that, I, if, if anyone's going further, like if we're talking about further down, then we know what it is, right. You just only add on to that. Um, if it's past 12, but any closer, that, I don't know. It was interesting that San Francisco, the report is that San Francisco did not call the jets. What do you think that means? I think that, I think that's very interesting because if the reports are that they didn't call the Jets, you know, because that was a whole discussion when we had Zach Wilson's uh, pro day, right? It's like, oh, they must have talked to the Jets because the Jets would have said no uh, if they're going to take a quarterback because of the relationship between Salah and 
and, and uh, Shanahan. So that's now out the window. It's poetry season, man. It's poetry season. I know. Every and little Jets thing be- is like Jets beat writers have soliloquy. Jets beat writers have no idea what the hell is going on. It's great. Um, it's so it's, good, man. I love the clasp that Joe Douglas has on one Jets drive. It, it makes me so happy. It's hilarious. We have no idea what's going on, but everyone's like, this is happening. I'm just, and it's comical to hear that. So with the 49ers not calling the Jets, I think, I think when you don't, I think when it comes to that, I don't actually don't know how to really read that in all honesty. Cause if you want to take a quarterback, don't you want to go up to the second spot? Unless, unless you're okay. Unless the only reason you don't ask for the second spot, because you know, it costs that much more. You got a good deal for the third pick and you're okay with either fields or Wilson or even, or even Trey Lyles and Mac Jones. And you just want to secure that guy, which is fine. You do that. You move up to get the guy that you need, especially when it comes to quarterback. That's what that all means to me. I think that's what that is. I think the compensation, as you, as we already agreed, the compensation was pretty cheap just to move up that many spots. So I think when you hear that, you're like three, I'm fine with either. We can work and we're going to work Jimmy Garoppolo and then work this guy in. I think it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So that's what I get out of it. What do you think though? Yeah. I'm I'm with you definitely on the fact that we definitely have no idea what's happening. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think it I think it definitely means though that San Francisco is kind of okay, like you said with whoever falls. So whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Trey Lance, what's weird to me, man, and why my initial reaction was it's up for Sewell. And why I'm not going to be like insanely thrown off if it is, is because why would you trade up that high for Trey Lance? Why would you trade up that high for Mac Jones or Justin Fields right now in the mock drafts going like, he's going past the, the Carolina Panthers at eight and nine and, and the Denver Broncos? It makes no sense. So I'm not really sure, man. I, I, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna hop on board. I'm not gonna have a hot take and say they're not gonna take a quarterback because they gave up the two first round picks. So I'll say that they're they're going to draft Justin Fields and Shanahan is gonna deal with the the quote unquote leadership issues. Which I mean, once you say they're leadership issues, now the guy has a chip on his shoulder. And he's either going to be like the best player or the worst player. He's, you know what I mean? So he's, he's going to turn into Jamarcus Russell real quick if that's what he is. And if he's not, he's going to, you know, if he's a leader, he's going to be a leader. It's going to show. So I, th- I think that's what's going to happen at three. With the Jets aspect, though, one, it could mean like you're right. We know these guys are going to ask for a thousand, like too, way too much because. We just called them over Sam Darnold and they asked for a first round pick. They're crazy over there. They're, they're they, they think, they think <laughs> what we have, what they have is gold. You know what I mean? So we're not going to even try to get the second pick or they could say, you know what? Like it's almost well known around the league. And plus they do have a Salah connection and the LaFleur connection. They're like, it's probably well known that Zach Wilson is going second. And they're like, you know what? It's not worth it to draft up for a second. We're okay with one of the three guys. I, I guess that's what it means, but. 
Do you think that, like, the question is, does this mean that the Jets are absolutely set at drafting Zach Wilson at two? I'm no. not sure. But does it mean that Zach Wilson is absolutely getting drafted at number two? Yes. I think Zach Wilson getting drafted at number two is yes. I don't necessarily think it's the Jets. It's, I don't necessarily agree that it is confirmed that the Jets are taking just because one, as you already pointed out, no one, the San Francisco 49ers didn't contact them. There's still other teams that are out there that need a quarterback. Jets beat writers have no idea what's going on. And look, man, my thing with my thing is this, you know, they're trying to make, a case that because Joe Douglas showed up to the quarterback, um, you know, the pro days, that he's definitely going to take a quarterback. My response would be, if he didn't show up to the pro days, then he automatically decreases the value of that draft pick because, you know, he's trying to sell it. So <laughs> that's the counter to that. It would be so insane if he didn't show up to draft day. It would be actually insanity. It, it would be practice. insane. Yeah. No, absolutely. So that's why I don't buy into him showing up to the pro days. Let's just get that out of there because I know that was an, I know that was a take that was thrown around. Anyone who says that, that's a, that's a, that's a little horseshit. So he, he has to show up to not show his hands. I don't necessarily think that, you know, it's, and this is not even being like what people call a Darnold apologist. I just don't know what the Jets want to do, right? We have beat writers who don't know what, what, they're even what the Jets are even doing. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a quarterback, but I wouldn't be shocked either if he moves back from it either. So, so I don't know. So it's, the question is: the question is if San, if it's okay for San Francisco to draft a quarterback and hold him behind Garoppolo to see kind of their last licks of Garoppolo, what they have, maybe raise his draft stock, or maybe he'll just like fold out. Mm-hmm. Why is that not okay for the Jets? Why is it not okay for the Jets to draft, let's just say hypothetically, we both agree that Zach Wilson is going number two. Let's say the Jets stay put, draft him. Why not put him behind Zach Wilson? Is because like the, the the fans, like don't give me the fans. You know what I mean? They're going to boo. So, you know, if, that, if the San Francisco move is okay, what's wrong with the Jets move of like, you know, still – checking out Donald if, if nothing else just to raise his draft capital yeah honestly um I would be fine with that if they drafted a quarterback too and just kept Donald and see what you have because one if someone decides to perform you have them and you can move the other guy right so it's kind of you gain another evaluation of Sam under better coaching two you're also not rushing a new quarterback in and then creating this super hype of a quarterback that has to succeed immediately because as soon as you draft a quarterback and you put him in the starting in in the starting lineup right it's you or you automatically increase the expectation of what this kid is supposed to be so i'm fine if they did that but to your point there's no there should there's there's always a double standard with the jets and i don't understand why is why 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 it was like even earlier when we would talk about why is it okay for the Jags to draft Trevor Lawrence, but not the Jets? When have the Jags been oh, ever? Yeah. Been oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. You want you want you want Trevor Lawrence to go back to school for for a master's degree to avoid going to the New York Jets? It's perfectly fine going to the Jaguars with Urban Meyer, who are trying to get more home games in London. 
But like, it's perfectly okay, dude. And don't even get me started on. Oh my God, Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark on at at the pro at the Justin Fields pro day, saying that they, these quarterbacks should if 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 the Jets call. Justin Field, the Jets called Justin Fields. He should fake an injury so that he skips them and goes to San Francisco at three. What are we even talking about anymore? Makes no sense. He's, he's not like I can't. He's not even like Skip Bayless, dude. He's the former safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like makes like, no what sense. Are we, what are we talking about, man? It makes no sense. It is honestly the Jets are thrown around like the Knicks to a certain degree of just like let's use them as the punchline and. I get that the Jets have not been good since 2011. All right. They had one good stint with uh, Fitzmagic. All right. Let's put some respect on the names. It's not like we've been an abomination for just like forever. Okay. We've made playoffs. We've made runs. There's a Super Bowl, Super Bowl title under our belt. Most teams don't even have a Super Bowl. All right. When is the Jacksonville Jaguars done? What are the Detroit Lions done? What are the Buffalo Bills done? But yet the New York Jets are just an abomination. We got rid of Adam Gase. I don't even understand the, th- the thought concept that changes that, oh, the Jets now have Robert Salah, a very well-respected coach, a good guy in the locker room, a good motivator, da-da-da-da-da. They say all these things, and then you say, don't let him dr- – don't don't take Justin Fields because Justin Fields goes there, he's going to suck. That is such a condescending bullshit argument that I just can't stand from media heads as just – can you just call it straight like it is? Call it straight like it is. All right. It's okay if he goes to the Jets. Guess what? One day they will be fine. All right. You want to talk about how Matt Stafford just wasted his career in the, on the Lions? How come I don't hear that talk about every single day? But yet we got to hear about any Jet quarterback that goes to the Jets. They're just going to immediately flail. Lions. Like, no, I'm just, I'm not <laughs> comparing us to the Lions, but I'm just saying, like, no one talks about that shit. You know what I mean? No one talks about it. But we, yet we have to sit here and hear, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to draft Trevor Lawrence, and it's going to be okay. Yeah, going up to three is, is a, everything's a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan. Meanwhile, Lafleur literally came from Lef- Shanahan. They both came from the same tree. What's the problem? It makes me, jo- like fake an injury to get away from him. Fake an injury to get, like he's came from the same tree. Like, what are we doing? But I just don't. We won't don't talk about. We won't talk about the fact that Sam Darnold has failed with Adam Gase and no offensive line. And no offensive weapons. Like, no one even cares about that. We were, I mean, you know who does care about that? Agent Smith's. You know who does care about that? Damian Woody. That's who cares about that. Shout out to the, shout out to the OG. All right. Shout out to the OG right there. That was amazing. Shout out to the OG. And he's, I love how he tweeted. He's like, I want, I chose violence today. (laughs) Good, man. Good. And he's, he's totally right. And finally, someone is on our side because honestly, D Wood watches the games. And that's all it takes. It's so obvious to see who watches the games and who doesn't. Because you watch the games and, yeah, Sam makes mistakes. And, and I'm the first to tell you, like, <laughs> I mean, you know firsthand. I was going insane watching Sam's footwork. But then, like, we're watching it in slow motion. Like, is that because the guard is coming on him? Is that because he's scared? Is that because he's pissed off? You know what I mean? It, 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 it all blends together. Um, My thing but is But, yeah, this. man, it's interesting. And speaking and – speak, you know, I, I was actually listening to. It's so funny that you said that we haven't been relevant. I was listening to um, uh, a, a, a Dolphins writer talk about how he doesn't want to hear it from Jets fans because the Jets have been relevant earlier than the Dolphins have. Wow, 
I mean, I, 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 I didn't even think about that. Everyone always talks about the Dolphins are amazing. Dolphins are amazing. And it's just so funny to hear writer like, even when we hear from the Jets, you guys have been successful earlier with those AFC championship games. Like, I agree. Those games are crazy. And speaking of our AFC East division rival, they traded back to 12, yes. But they also traded back up to six uh, with the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, yep. Yeah, and uh, they give up a first round pick for that, and then they swapped a fourth and a fifth. But that's a that that's an inter- that's an interesting come up. Um, back from twelve to six, I I think they're gonna go with uh, Chase if he's still there. If not, probably Pitts. I don't think I don't think either of those two are gonna get uh, past him. Lamar Chase from LSU, the wide receiver, and uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from the Gators. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on uh, the Dolphins making uh, making some moves early on in, in the like a month away? They're definitely going to try to take a wide receiver, man. You know that's what they need. Their O line is set. Running running backs are set. They only got Devonta I don't know about Parker, set, but yeah, it's more. It's more. It's more. <laughs> I mean, look, it's more set than what we got. All right, so you don't need to necessarily have the best offensive line, but they have an offensive line that's good enough. I mean, they went ten and six. All right. So they were doing something right to go that far. Um, oh yeah, dude! No more ten and six. We buried the lead. We're at seventeen game season now. Oh yeah, that's that's 10 right. And six, ten and six no longer exists. And guess who we have for that seventeenth game? The Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia baby. Eagles. I, I'm hyped for that game. I'm so happy it's at home. <sighs> I I do speculate whether that means that. So we we do play the Falcons away. And the Falcons have a London game. So I wonder if because we have nine home games, they're going to make us, you know, go to London. Oh, no, that would, that counted as an away game. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering because we have that ninth home game, if they're going to make us go to London. So I'm, I'm just curious about that. I think – I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I'm not even – I hate that we're playing the Philadelphia Eagles for the first one because you know what our record is against the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Yeah, but I don't care. They don't have a quarterback. You heard it here first. Okay. I I would almost agree with you, but we've seen stupid we're, we're quarterbacks gonna, we're not beat only the gonna, Jets. I'm, not only are we going to beat the Eagles, but I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be screaming my head off. Are we going to beat the Eagles? I like it. I like it. Can't wait to go to a Jets game. Oh, um, man. Me too. Me too. So I guess to to get back on the quarterback track, though, right? Well, to finish up, I think just I'm, – I'm not sure who the Dolphins would take, but I would suspect them taking a wide receiver. That's that's my that's my prediction. Um, who would they take as a wide receiver? It's, it's really just Chase or Devontae Smith from yeah, uh, Alabama. I, th- I think it's, I think they'd probably go with Devontae Smith personally. Really? That's, that's, yeah. I think well, – well, the news is that Chase, um, who last played with Burrow – in LSU on the championship run, and honestly, one of the best college football teams ever. Um, news is that he wants Chase, and they can draft Chase and not Sewell, and they can't get in trouble because the quarterback asked for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Bengals make he asked for it. He's he's a franchise guy. He asked for his boy, and we did it. So he can't yell at us. But if Sewell keeps dropping like that, that'd be so interesting, man. I, I was reading an article right before the San Francisco trade, and maybe that's why my brain is a little bit skewed 
uh, if I'm being honest, as soon as the trade happened, because I was just reading an article from PFF, actually. Shout out to Pro Football Focus, honestly. They're such a great source. Um, about how he was one of the, he was their top rated offensive tackle prospect ever. And they go back and they do tape of, you know, all the big offensive linemen's scouting report and their college shape to like figure out where everyone stands. They have Sewell as the highest rated offensive tackle. Like, how, how can you, how can you poo poo that? And like, Becton, I mean, you're, you're, you're the Mr. Facebook, uh, Twitter like guy. Beckton liked the tweet saying he would love to have Sewell uh, on the line, but Beckton played a full season as a right tackle for Louisville. He can yeah. do it. Or you could throw Sewell there if you want. Like if you have Sewell and Beckton, that would be absolutely insanity, man. Insanity. Edges would just be insane. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's essentially what it is. But no, I think the edges are – it just would be too much, man. I think you can't go like I don't think you can go tackle. We need interior. We just saw if we're gonna doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, we need interior help. It is just that bad. So I can't see us like Sewell would be great. I like Sewell too. Like it would be he's the best O lineman coming out. There's no doubt about it. But do you do that? Like, do you really do that when you're, you do, would you do that even though you know you need interior help? Like, are you really going to trust, uh, McGovern, uh, Van Roten to be I don't like, think mutually, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, especially because centers and guards drop. So for the Jets perspective, I mean, I, I don't, the only way we'd get Sewell is if we trade down, but I don't think we're getting him, man. But from the Jets' perspective, if we did get him, I don't think that would preclude us from drafting a guard in the second or center in the third round. Because as we as we talked about, for some reason they drop like running backs. For like nobody wants to draft them, which makes no sense because unlike running backs, you need guards, and they actually change your entire team as we witnessed firsthand. We had um, someone on Twitter uh, ask about Josh Andrews. Because they never heard of Josh Andrews. They just signed to their team like, oh, what do you think of Josh Andrews? I was like, oh, God help you. Because, like, we watched so much Josh Andrews tape. You know what I mean? Like, we know firsthand yeah. how important the guards are. And I think Joe Douglas did too. Yeah. I, I would be on, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Landon Dickerson is the guy who I'd really like the Jets to get. Like, if we can get him, can you imagine if, you, can you imagine if the Jets traded back, got him and Sewell? So Did here's you? the thing. That's that's so here's the thing with Landon Dickerson. While we're just kind of talking about offensive line draftees, he had that torn ACL injury, which I know that yeah. ACL is not a big deal anymore. But that's the one thing that kind of worries me. But then as I look on the list, every single offensive lineman has an injury history besides Sewell. So we're talking out of the top, we have. Top tackles, we have Sewell and we have Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. And then we have Vera Tucker, the guard from USC. We have Wyatt Davis, from guard from Ohio State. And then we have the two center slash guards in Creed Humphrey, who's a lefty. And I'm still not sure if that's a, if that's a problem. I'm trying to like, Poach like r- real Le- a lefty yeah, hiker, uh, you know, lefty center, and I'm trying to poach like honestly like Duke uh, Mayweather. That's what I'm trying to ask because he's the offensive line guru in my 
from my perspective. So I'm, I keep asking him. I'm going to continue until I get an answer of whether that's an issue or not. So we have him and we have your boy Landon Dickerson who has an ACL. But all those guys have injuries, literally all of them. And we need we need yeah, one like- or two of those guys. If, if we don't, Alex, if the, you better check on me. If after two days of the draft, the round one and two, and three, I'll say that we don't have one or two of those guys, check on me. Literally check on me because everything will not be okay. I I I will not be okay either. I don't know if I can check on you either. I like Creed Humphrey too as a consolation to Landon Dick, Landon Dickerson, and I don't think the left-handed hiking coming from like I don't considering. And yes, I'm a novice. I played center back in high school. Um, it's honestly just how fast it, the ball is coming to you the same way as a, as a quarterback. So I don't see. So especially give him inches, it. man. With, with with these guys, it's like oh, the spin is coming left, the spin is coming right. Michael Vick. This Michael Vick, that like nah. always, people always say things, man. So I, I don't know. I personally don't know, but it is no one ever mentions that he's a lefty center, and it's weird. Like for example, he's like a lefty point guard. You know what I mean? It's just it's just interesting that no one's talking about it. Different in basketball, but uh, I don't think it matters in uh, in football that much. But I okay. think yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Talk about the offensive lineman because I was gonna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna switch back to your deep dive into the quarterback tape. So give me your give me your last take on the offensive lineman, and then we're gonna go into. Uh, no, that's where I was gonna go. I was gonna go straight back. Week. I was gonna go back to the quarterback actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Perfect. So we're on the same page with the offensive lineman. So Alex, to to, to kind of like bring it all back with the quarterback talk. So you and I, at least for the, I mean. We've been watching college football all year. When what, I think it's so funny when people say, "Oh, this is your would you just hear of Zach Wilson, BYU? Would you just hear of like you just you just discovered these guys?" Like we've been, I I can't speak for everyone, but I mean, I love college football. I've been watching these guys literally every single week, and not for the literally not thinking about the Jets at all. All I had was Trevor Lawrence in my head. To be honest with you, for the Jets, I wasn't even watching. But I was like watching football, you know, every Saturday. That's that's my pastime. So um, I just think it's funny when everyone's like, oh, you never. The only person that you can honestly say that with is Trey Lance. So you and I went back and we started watching not highlights, which highlights are fun, but we go through all the games and we just try to watch his footwork and what he's doing and how the game's actually looking. And so you can have an opinion because when we watch Jets games and we have opinions on the Jets, it's way different than when other people who, when they talk for five minutes, you could tell. They did not watch the game. So give me your thoughts on what you thought about, uh, you know, the mini quarterback dive uh, for the last month that you've been doing. So between going – so I've done most of my studying on Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Those are the top two I'm looking at because that is the hype who they have the Jets taking. So I had to make sure I get those bases covered. And the Jets don't, if, if the Jets draft the quarterback, not name those two guys, I'm riding. I'll be pissed because he could have traded back to get uh, Trey Lance. Um, and Ricey, Ricey's licking his lips right now. Ricey's hyped right now, talking about an Ohio State quarterback and not a slanderous way. So, so here's we'll, so be so careful, here, Alex. He's getting so too excited my, right now. So, so here I know, right? Well, actually, I'm gonna make our I'm gonna make our boy Ricey proud because if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go with Justin Fields. If we had to go quarterback, I'm choosing Justin Fields. And the reason why I'm choosing Justin Fields is for a couple reasons. One, 
He played in the Big Ten, right? Different than playing as an independent in BYU when you're playing lesser talent, when you're watching uh, Justin Fields play. He doesn't always have a clean pocket. He's athletic. He's strong, mobile. Yeah, you could say that Zach Wilson is mobile too. But I like the athleticism. I like the creativity. I like that you see when you watch his footwork, just like Zach Wilson, he's not heel clicking. He's not doing any of that stuff. It's quick, short steps. Sure, we can argue that Wilson has a better like zip on the ball and has and has the the closer like a closer like positioning to the shoulders. All that it looks shit. Looks sexier. It looks sexier. Yeah, sure. It's it's Wilson very pretty. Looks sexier. Yeah. Yeah, it's very pretty. My thing is though, when I'm watching the thing that differentiates the big thing that differentiates Justin Fields from Zach Wilson to me is that when you watch Justin Fields, he's actually going through all his progressions. With Zach Wilson, I'm not saying that he can't go through progressions. But some of those plays that you watch Zach Wilson make, they're kind of fluky, okay? Like when he's throwing uh, to a, a running back who I don't know why you're throwing to a running back on a wheel route that gets a touchdown, it's a very fluky play in college. You know, it, th- that's not going to work in the NFL. You're not throwing uh, you're not throwing across the field from the opposite side of the hash like what would be 20 yards but much further because you're throwing diagonally to a running back who's then crossing everybody up to get a touchdown, right? You're not, you're not, Zach Wilson does more of those type of plays where I don't know if he's necessarily looking somebody off. And it looks like it's either one to two reads. When you watch Justin Fields play, he's going through every single progression that he needs to, to find the right guy to throw to. I like that about him. Yes. We can joke about when's the last Ohio state quarterbacks are, are juju, all that type of stuff. Obviously one's going to hit at some point, but I do like the way that he don't 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 tell that don't tell it to the Alabama and Ohio State programs that one's going to hit eventually. But I I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, they they were. I was kind of like because obviously I'm with you on that, and they did come out and say, "Don't draft a helmet, don't draft a helmet." But a program is a program, man, and we know that programs they kind of operate. They're, they're not these diabolical corporations. They're, they operate in a very singular way. Every single sure. program operates in a very singular way. So we're not being uh, irrational. No, absolutely. And the only thing I would say, I would trust Ohio State. I would, I would go to Ohio State, you know, more recently than I than in the past is because Urban Myers is not the head coach anymore. So I tried. So. That's the uh, God be with Trevor Lawrence, bro. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm I'm more leaning towards like, and when you more leaning towards uh, Justin Fields, and even watching him, I just like athletic quarterbacks. You know, for Zach Wilson, when you watch Zach Wilson, I I said it last time, you just watch the pocket. He had the cleanest pocket I've ever seen in my life, bro. You could get back there, pull out a lawn chair, sit down, have some lemonade, read the paper. Like, it's ridiculous. The amount, like, I've never seen any blocking like that in my life. I don't even, I've never seen it even in high school. And the, the fact that he had that much time to throw, a, like, throw a ball is, Besides is spectacular. The game. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the coastal game, like, he wasn't, I won't say he was abysmal, but it, it wasn't pretty. He had, he had flashes. He had good moments, but it wasn't the greatest performance that we're all so used to seeing. And, he had, a couple, was, he had a couple of deep bombs. He had a couple Those deep are fun. bombs. They're, yeah, they were fun to look at. Yeah, sure. He had a couple, he had a couple fun deep bombs. You know, he he's, he's scrambling over the place. 
He's scrambling all over the place, but it's not like Justin Fields, man. It's just not like Justin Fields, who's more mobile, more athletic, who can extend the play and do all that type of stuff. Like Zach Wilson has extended the play. Yeah. More in control. Like I'm not saying that Zach Wilson can't, but it's to the level of the it's to the the degree, the level of the uh, to the degree that he can do it. And the fact that he looked more flustered during the coastal game than anything else, than uh Fields, who just looks fine and confident for most of those times, and you had two bad games for Fields against top opponents. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Fields in all honesty. So the one thing I will say though, when I watch uh, Zach Wilson is that he gives me serious Matt Ryan vibes. Serious Matt Ryan vibes. How so? How so? Just like when Matt Ryan was at BC, he had a really good clean pocket, and everything was kind of it was very picture perfect. Like when you watch Matt Ryan play when he was at BC, like he had a good spin, he was finding guys wide open, um, but he really needs a clean pocket to really show off his true skill set. If he doesn't have that, it's like Matt Ryan under pressure is not it's not pretty. You know what I mean? Zach Wilson under under pressure, I can't see it being pretty. And you can't like I know everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and all that type of stuff. I don't see it. Like when I was when you watch Russell Wilson playing in college, that man's doing the same shit that he's doing now back in college, just running around and he's like, "Yo, shit, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Let me get it out." Zach Wilson didn't have to do that. Um, so I don't want to hear that he can do it. I'd like to see you do it. And then when he had the opportunity to do it against BYU, it didn't impress me. And I'm not saying he can't be a good quarterback, but he has to be in a good system that's going to do that. And if he comes to – and this is where it comes to the big overall picture. If, it, if Whoever comes to the Jets, if we have the same offensive line now, right, it may be slightly better because the guys have a season to be with each other. But I wouldn't expect Zach Wilson to come in here and just tear it all up. I know it was I know I know that was like a long like blob of information I just released, but let no, me hear what no, you got. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think that was uh, you know overwhelming at all. I I think you nailed it. Speak. I'll, I'll just go from the back. Speaking of the Matt Ryan comp, to me, I've been saying it all year. That's been Mac Jones to me. Mac mm-hmm. Jones has been my Matt Ryan. He's really reminded me of him throughout the, the regular season. He operates like him. He can he, he he could sneaky move, you know, on the run if he has to. If he has to like scramble out of the pocket, he can do it. He can kind of throw on the run. He's not super fast, and he likes to hang out in the pocket. He makes like silly mistakes here and there, especially with footwork, like total Matt Ryan stuff. <laughs> um, and if you know everything's going well, he could just throw it up to Devontae Smith. Give it up to Najee Harris, and everything is good to go. It, I, honestly, if I'm being like, I've, I've been saying that either Matt Ryan or Mac Jones will end up on the Patriots all year long. <laughs> I've been saying that. Um, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Bill Belichick kind of gave like a a weird uh, look of disgust when Mac Jones overthrew it at the pro day. He had that one overthrow. I don't know what that means, but Bill Belichick is one of the worst drafters of all time. So I don't really care what's going on there, but that's just, that's just like my Matt, my Matt Ryan, uh, <laughs> take on, on that. But 
And the thing is, like Matt Ryan is not like a bad quarterback either, right? Like if you That's get someone who's like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, I would. If I you would get a Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan's entire career from start to finish on the Jets right now, if we can, yeah, absolutely. It. And so, like, if anyone hears that and they're like upset that I'm saying he's got more Matt Ryan vibes than everyone who's saying like Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. I think Matt Ryan is more realistic than getting another Pat Mahomes. And if you get a Matt Ryan, that's good. But just understand what Matt Ryan's situation is. He hasn't always looked perfect. When he gets a new offensive coordinator or a new system, he doesn't look great that first year. After the second year, he always starts to look better. When he doesn't have a good offensive line, it is just shambles. And that's what I get from Zach Wilson. You know, is he more athletic than Matt Ryan? Absolutely. Do I think do I think Zach Wilson can be a good quarterback in the NFL? Sure, absolutely. Do I think he's this transcendent quarterback that everyone's making him out to me? Absolutely not. That I that I will not. <laughs> I you can prove if he if I'm proven wrong, that's another thing. I don't really care. But if that's what you're asking me to say right now, which is seemingly like just flowing through like Jets world right now, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, so. For my Zach Wilson comp, after, I mean, I've watched so much Zach Wilson stuff. I, I think I've pretty much seen footage from, not like, obviously not detailed coaches film, obviously not start to finish, but I pretty much I've seen, if it's on the internet of him playing a team in college, I've seen it. Like, I've watched those games. I've seen the uniforms at least of the other team. I got at least one play. I've really seen, like, I've, I've watched a lot of games, like, from start to finish, and I really try not to watch clipped show, like clipped highlights or something, just like full games. And like, I'll just try to watch, you know, in between. So I've been trying my best to get through as much as I can. And honestly, nobody's going to like this comp, but he looks like Drew Locke. He looks like Damn. Drew Locke in Missouri. And, and he was, Drew Locke was a beast in Mizzou. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it, and I guess on the on, on the best spectrum, he does look like Russell Wilson. On the plays where he does scramble and he does because he, he has that like that like off leg flick, and it goes like seventy and pinpointed. So he 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 does have Russell Wilson plays, but like for the majority of it, he kind of recedes to Drew Lock. So if we can get a quarterback that's in between Drew Lock and Russell Wilson, sounds great. You know what I mean? That 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 that's fantastic. But that that's what he looks like to me. I'm really not super impressed, man. And I'll I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So then we have Justin Fields, who I have the, I mean, talk about a comp that's gonna hurt everyone's feelings. He looks like Tim Tebow. What is the difference oh, between Justin Fields and Tim Tebow? He Tim Tebow was a beast in college though, and he doesn't have like that long, elongated, like you know, weird hook hook shot. You know, throw, so not like that, but he definitely got the running. And he has, the, he doesn't throw the lobs, but he kind of throws lobs. You know what I mean? He, he, he does. Like when, I, when I'm watching Ohio State, not in a bad way. Like Tim Tebow is literally one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. So, you know what I mean? So, it, so it's not, nothing too crazy. I also think he has. Like, I think he, I think he could be like Jameis Winston, almost mm. in the league, where he just sort of flings it around and more mobile, and maybe you know it's doesn't. Brett, it's a Brett Favre type of 
like if we're gonna go to the real OG, a guy who just, just likes to fling it, like uh, just a just, like it, yeah, like Jay Cutler. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's, he's he's way better than Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. I think Justin Fields is better than Jalen Hurts. That's like my like if 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 Fields goes down, makes it down to the Eagles, that would be the best pick for them, in my opinion. Just throw him behind Hurts, and one of them is gonna be good in five years. That would be my like best case scenario for them. But I, I don't know. I just. I don't have – nothing excites me. Look, I get it, man. I'm going to be pissed off if Zach Wilson is good, Justin Fields is good, hell, if Trey Lance is good, and if they're not in the Jets. I'm going to be pissed off. There's no denying that. My question I guess I have to ask myself is am I more worried that Wilson, Fields, Lance, or Mac Jones are going to be good? Off the Jets, or Sam Darnold not going to be like who? Who who's projected to be better from those guys? Because like we're not just choosing from these players. So I'm watching the Justin Fields take the tape, and again, like you said, he's I mean he's mashing Rutgers, dude. <laughs> he's mashing Penn State on an off year, like he's. The one game that he absolutely murdered in was the Clemson game. When the linebacker from Clemson comes out, which is the last uh, Final Four also from the last year, they stink. They lose every every single time he's out. He gets the head-to-head and he gets ejected from the game because he can't control himself. And every time he gets out, the other team kills. Not not Literally not to take away one single thing from Justin Fields that game. I'm just... You know, those are just the facts. Also, Ohio State just has the best team, man. Their whole team is about to be drafted. Every single year, their whole team is about to be drafted. It makes a difference. And the one thing I'll say is I I give absolutely minus 50 points to the leadership takes. Actually, that makes me like him more. Because I think that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and he's like, this is all nonsense. So Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the, I don't buy the leadership stuff. But I just want to clarify for Tim, the Tim Tebow take. Are you just saying that he just looks great in college and then when he gets to the NFL, it's not going to be as pretty as it was in college? I just want to get – Honestly, just like the way he plays. So, like, the um, he doesn't run up the middle much, but like he, he does run up the middle. Like, it, the, the plays are called running plays for him a lot. He has, like – he's throwing to the sidelines, you know, pinpoint to the sidelines. He, he's also getting, like, wheel routes where he's – his players are burning everyone. His running backs are murdering. You know what I mean? He's throwing it up. And, like Olave is a monster. You know, for like I'm, I'm watching Ohio State stuff. I can't keep my eyes off Wyatt Davis. I can't keep my eyes off Olave. Like other guys. When I'm watching BYU, yeah, I know the offensive line's crazy, but I'm just watching a magician back there and Zach Wilson. So I get the appeal. He does look like Zach Wilson on a lot of plays, but when he's under duress, he looks like Drew Locke. And so for Justin Fields, he just looks like Tim Tebow, not in a bad way. So I guess like my, my other comp for him, I guess James Winston's not really a nice one either. Cause I, I, I do think Justin Fields could be good. Um, man, I guess Deshaun Watson, his trajectory is Deshaun Watson. And it's funny because they have the same quote unquote leadership issues coming out of college and that's when Dabo Sweeney came out and famously said Deshaun Watson is the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks 
because that, you know, that was his response to, is he a leader or not? So, you know, and he doesn't lose games, just like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson didn't lose games. And maybe a little bit of, I'm sorry, maybe you don't like the Cam Newton, uh, the, the Tim Tebow. I'll give you Cam Newton. I can agree with that. You know, you know what I'm saying? I Cam Newton. Me, I would take Cam Newton, man. They're both like from the same stuff though. The Gators, you know what I mean? It, it, it you know, they're all running the same stuff, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Like a, a more of a, more of a, you know, top notch can be Cam Newton. Yeah. No, that, I, that, 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 that's more fair. But dude, Sam Donald's only a year and a half younger than these guys. Like, am I insane? Is it just about this contract? Is everything that's attractive about these guys, the contract? Is that what yes. everyone's telling me? Yes. Yes. No, that's exactly. Cause here's the thing. Here's my thing with, uh, the, with Wilson. And I get tired of, I don't even, I don't even hate the idea. I don't necessarily hate the idea of drafting a quarterback. I hate this idea that it's quarterback or bust when it comes to Jets, when it comes to the Jets. Like we have to draft a quarterback and we can't move along with Sam Darnold. And if we don't choose the quarterback route, we're just stuck in this purgatory. And my thing is that it's not that serious. You know, when we talk about Zach Wilson potentially being Matt Ryan, or we talk about Justin Fields potentially being like another Cam Newton, it's like, yes, that's what they could potentially be. It's not guaranteed that they will be that. You can see the potential there, right? But does that mean you're going to win a championship with them? I think Sam Darnold has a lot of like Ben Roethlisberger qualities. I think he could get to that type of level too. And Andrew Luck. He looks more like Andrew Luck than he does it, especially with the interceptions, but – if I say that, people will shoot me. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't say Andrew Luck. Just because Andrew, is better. Andrew, 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 Andrew Luck is like on a whole other level. I say ben, Big Ben because of just, you know, Big Ben can be a turnover machine. He's big. He's mobile. You know. Andrew Luck can make some good. But it's all right. Yeah, but Andrew Luck is on a whole other different level of like talent, man. Yeah, he That's does have just, the footwork. Yeah, he does have the footwork. And he audibles. Those yeah. are fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even audibles, know what that was. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But oh geez, think about that. We got. I guess we should talk about the Robbie Anderson real quick before we get into the et cetera before that whole thing. Um, but yeah, my thing with the jet with with Jets fans just thinking that Sam it's either quarterback or bust is that it's not actually quarterback or bust. You could still work with Sam Darnold, and you keep saying like, oh well, you draft a quarterback, you get him on like a cheap deal for guys, like. We can have this guy on a cheap deal and go through the same shit again. You know that, right? Like quarterbacks don't really come into their own until year three, year four. So, and then you're, and then what? If, if, if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, what are we back to square one? Sometimes you got to invest in somebody to see what you got. It's not the end of the road. 49ers did it with Alex Smith and they turned out pretty fine, right? He turned out fine. Ryan Tannehill, someone decided to take a gamble on Ryan Tannehill. He worked out fine. We haven't given Sam Darnold the tools to work. And this is why I like that Damian Woody said that. And we haven't given him anything. Offensive line, wide receivers, nothing. But instead, and this is actually a good transition into it, we have Robbie Anderson who comes out and talks about Adam Gase who's content with losing, right? So how is anyone supposed to succeed if you have a coach that's content with losing? This is why I hate Adam Gase. This is all the type of crap that was coming out of, out of Miami too, by the way, before the hire. Miami fans were like, oh, have fun. Like, 
the, not a good hire. And they were right. They told us, like beat writers, fans, they said, Adam Gase is not that good. Like, don't be fooled. Like, all these guys could be better if it wasn't for Adam Gase. And we know that. So then if that's the case, why are we so quick to hop off a guy, a quarterback in particular, who had two years with a terrible head coach, who we did actually see in his second year as a, as a, pro, as a pro player win seven games under Adam Gase? And we, why do we, why are we so quick to just discredit seven wins? People will come out here saying, well, it's against terrible teams. Well, isn't that a good thing that a guy could take advantage of terrible teams then? Cause you're going to get down the schedule anyway. I, I just, I just don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I don't get, it's not a bust for me. And honestly, like I'd rather trade back, create like some sort of infrastructure for the team. Mm-hmm. Like get get some linemen. Give me that get some with wide Atlanta, receivers. Man. Give me that chair with Atlanta. Just get some we weapons. We have wide receivers, see bro. We got wide receivers, son. Dude, just <laughs> like uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Just like get know, more I'll weapons. Play, get, play get 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 just draft draft linemen. Create something for this kid to actually work. I don't think it's that. I don't. I don't think it's that serious as people make it out to be. And I think the worst part is that not only is it not that serious. Is that we are not we as you, you and I, but as a fan base, we're hyping up two two prospects, one more so than the other, when it comes to Zach Wilson, that he's just some transcendent talent. And I like we've done we've done this song and dance before. I just don't get why we're doing the same song and dance again every single year as a Jets as Jets Nation. I don't know how we all we all as a collective can't be aware that we go through the same song and dance every single time it's the same shit it's like when it wasn't mark sanchez like we're like all right you know this is actually this is the best part is that everyone was willing to give mark sanchez geno smith extended time to get this shit done but sam darnold everyone's quick and that's how i know honestly that's how i know that he's actually fine (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you man it's really easy it's really easy It's, it's because we get sick of our relationship it's not working out fast enough things aren't progressing fast enough so we and we see the the next girl coming through she looks she looks okay we're like all right you're you're, you're hot like you, you you could work but like she she's not the grass is not always greener and we keep moving in a perpetual circle and dude shout out to that barstool podcast going deep where they had Robbie Anderson on and especially with Willie Cologne Leading the way because he, they didn't, they overlapped only for a year, uh, on that. But that was, that's, it was an amazing podcast talking about the Jets, man. Really enlightening, dude. Because they, they, they greased up Robbie a little bit. Like at first he was kind of like, uh, you know, held back a little bit, but then he, they got him really comfortable and he started go he started like being quite honest about the Jets. And Willie Colon kept saying how happy he was. For Robbie, that he grew up and matured. And Robbie was like, I've never been so happy in my life like I am in Carolina. Like, things are just different here, man. Like, the mentality is different. And to be fair, he does have Matt Rule there who did coach him in Temple. That means he recruited him out of high school. So, like, Matt Rule has been his boy throughout his life. He's going to be in Carolina forever. To be honest, I'm kind of worried that Sam Darnold's going to get traded to Carolina. <laughs> We're going to trade down to number nine or something with, and, you know, give them Sam Darnold. But that's a different story. The way they talked about the Jets, dude, was embarrassing. Like, it was, it was honestly embarrassing for me. So I can't imagine how it is for, like, Woody Johnson. 
You know what I mean? Or I guess Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is in the room. And I, it's motivation for someone like Salah. But the way they're talking about the Jets and Adam Gase, it kind of confirms everything we heard, man, about the team. And I'm 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 glad that we're going to get rid of the same old Jets moniker and we're going to move on from it. But we, things have to change, dude. We can't have it where... It's literally like it's like an episode of Ted Lasso. Have you been watching the the, the show Ted Lasso, uh, where no. on Apple TV, where they have an American football coach go be an English Premier League coach and then won a bunch of awards, Jason Sudeikis, whatever. But like oh, okay. one of the episodes, one of the episodes, the the team is losing, they get killed, they're about to get relegated, and everyone's celebrating, having a good time. That's literally what Robbie Anderson is describing is going on with the Jets. Like, we're literally sucking so bad. We're not going to make the playoffs. Everyone's having a good time. Like, no worries. That honestly makes me sick to my stomach because, like, the way I feel on Sundays, like, if you guys aren't even feeling that, like, what am I even doing here? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man. I, I'm not surprised. I'm honestly not surprised. So, it's... It's terrible when you start hearing that type of stuff and you're a fan of that team. And that's where, you know, I give it – that's why I say I can't – I need to give Darnold another chance because if you're in that type of environment, which is losing, which is bad, right? Just – like just imagine – just, just for everyone out there who's listening, imagine you're working at a corporation – that's just toxic from the top down. Are you performing? Are you like, take a step back. Are you actually doing your job? Or are you just thinking about how bad you want out or you just don't want to show up? Like these are like, these guys are people too. They're not robots. Like they have feelings. They have emotions. Like, why do you want to show up to work every day if it just sucks? Like, why would you want to do that? And so when you think about this and you take it to another level and it's like, hey, Sam's probably was in a place last season where he just didn't want to show up. He can't audible. He can't control the offense. He doesn't get any weapons. He has a coach who just sucks on all levels. Adam Gase is the biggest fraud that ever got hired. He just doesn't care. He just doesn't. Yeah. It's, worse, it's worse than he sucks because we don't want to say, yeah, he's good. Peyton Manning this, offensive guru that. No problem, man. You know more about football than us. Okay, great. But like you just don't care or you don't give off the fact that you care. And that, that that's a problem. But, but – you know what? He doesn't care because if players are doing this, as Robbie Anderson was talking about, just like celebrating and not caring and being so nonchalant about it, right? He he's just terrible. Like he he does he legit does not care. So to end it on that, that's why I just want to say, like for Sam, like just think about yourself, like for a second, instead of just thinking about prospect, quarterback prospect, right? For everyone listening out there, like they'll succeed in here. Take a minute. Be human. Think about what it must have been like for Sam Darnold. And that's why when you see the talent that he's had from the first two seasons and the third season really is just a shitstorm of everything coming together. That's why it's so hard for me to say, yeah, we can move off of him. Honestly, when I saw Mark Sanchez after Mark Sanchez's third season, like going eight and eight, I was like, what are we doing here? You know, when we drafted Geno Smith and we saw Mark Sanchez, like, yo, start Geno Smith. Like, I don't, I don't need, I know what Mark Sanchez is. Dude, every I didn't time need, Mark Sanchez threw I the ball, I was, I was terrified. It's a, it's cringe. You cringe every single time. You're just like, I, you, 
if the thought process when you think watching Mark Sanchez is like, I hope it's completed, I tell you no, it's bad. And the same thing with Gino. But honestly, to be honest, Alex, that, uh, it, that started to creep in last year with Sam. It started yes. to creep in with me last year on some games, man. For Absolutely. sure. I was like, Absolutely. dude, this is going to be an interception. This is going to be an interception. I was pissed Hold off. Hold on. Absolutely. But let's also be fair on like, what we were giving him. We were also giving him Vincent Smith. Jamison Crowder, his security blanket was gone. We took away Robbie Anderson. Chris Herndon couldn't catch a goddamn thing. Le'Veon Bell was useless. We didn't give him an offensive line. So, yeah, when you start giving somebody nothing and you're asking them just to survive, they're going to just try to survive. And when you just try to survive by bare necessity, it's not going to be pretty all the time. But I would rather give him a chance under this new coaching staff with Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, Chris Herndon, you know. Agent Smiths. Yeah, the Agent Smiths, fine. Yo, give me Ty Johnson, run. Give me Ty Johnson. Give me one. Like, fine. Let's see what old Michael Pirine. If we could, if we draft a running back, fine. Let's see what happens. Give him an old line before we just hop off of this. And that's all I got to say, man. That's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say. I like that. I like that. And for more, we're going to have a, a BYU expert come on, talk to us some more about Zach Wilson. We'll uh, we'll continue to watch more tape. Continue to not watch pundits talk about these guys unless they're oh, like Jesus literal Christ. breaking down tape. Just don't. If I if I have to, if I hurt myself, I'm gonna hurt myself. If I have to hear Chris Sims go, you know, he goes, boom, I'm gonna go shoot myself. Um, Chris, yeah, Chris Sims is tough, man. Yeah, um, yeah, that 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 really wraps it up for uh, for me with the quarterbacks. It's gonna get exhausting. It already has been exhausting. We with the wish quarterback we didn't have talk. to do this. <laughs> I know, man. We really wish we didn't, but it's the it is literally number one topic every single time. But before the draft comes up, we're gonna try to get some more draft stuff in here for you guys. So it's not just quarterback heavy. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. But wraps it up. You have anything to add, Alex, on the Jets? No, that's it, man. That's it. All right. So stick around for some. Opening day Yankees baseball talk in the et cetera portion. All right, guys, and we're back from the break. And John, you know what we got to talk about. Opening day today, Thursday, our beloved New York Yankees. Welcome back to the BX, the Bronx Bombers, back in action. Sadly, they took that L today towards uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. We almost had it, bro. Almost had it. We were up. (sighs) Really frustrating. But good thing about baseball 162 games, so there's more than enough time. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> more we're than back enough tonight time. as you're listening to this. Yeah, more than enough time to get back into this. So, Series by series, baby. Series by series. That's how you watch baseball. Facts. Series by series. So, John, how do you feel about this Yankees team, man? Well, where, where, do you, where do you want to start off at? Where do you want to start? I mean, do you want to talk about the game today? Do you want to talk about the guys that we got? What, what, what's on your mind? Well, man, there's no need to, you know, there's no need to keep talking about it, but I'm, I'm just so excited. Opening day happened. The Yankees are back. Shout out to our friend Marissa, who's at this game today. Uh, you know, battling the, you know, the elements giving us a, giving me a play by play of what's going on, like, <laughs> uh, on the field. So that was cool. We're, we're so back. We are so back. Um, 
dude, Cole, I mean, he, he, he he's about to start getting into the season. He had eight Ks. I mean, I know his ERA doesn't look great, but I think he played very great today. Um, I know by his standards, he didn't, but he was great. He's my He's going to be such a good ace for us. Ah, man, that's just such a tough loss in this extra inning with this stupid put the bat, put the player on second and none of our <laughs> none of our bullpen could pitch out of the stretch but I'll be positive I'll be positive Gary Sanchez is back man Sanchez had a game today dude went 2 for 3 had that home run two RBIs had the walk killing it right now he ne- he needs to get off to a hot start so he could <laughs> last through his slump yeah man you know, in, in he's got he's got to get that swagger back you know gary sanchez is all about the swagger he's got to have it flowing through his veins you know let's see how he feels uh plays on the defensive side was pretty good today um but defense is more so you know i know cons- like it's always been defense and this consistency at bat right today he looked awesome the crack in his back back in action you know what people keep saying because we're big Knicks fans. Maybe he has like a Julius Randle type season. He just comes around and just bursts out. And yo, That'd that happens. If that happens, I will be the most obnoxious Yankees fan <laughs> living in Boston. Just shit talking. I will be outside of Fenway just shit talking every Red Sox fan walking into the goddamn stadium. So it's all true get- though. He's, he's 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 it's a perfect it's a perfect analogy, especially because everyone wants to trade him. Yeah, everyone's always right. Everyone's always ready to trade everybody. I I can't. No, like the trade Randall in the offseason, trade Sanchez oh, yeah. is really the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But he played well today. It was tough. It's opening day. It takes a while for everyone to – I mean, even during train uh, their um, preseason training camp, whatever the fucking – Spring training. You know, spring training, thank you. Um, so many sports that we cover, it's so hard to remember <laughs> And I'm so deep in basketball. Um, uh, but yeah, spring training, Yankees were like, they were at meh. You know what I mean? There wasn't anything spectacular. But I'm just upset Voight got hurt. Yeah, he came out of the crutches, bro. Came out of the crutches today for uh, Robin. Yo, salute to that guy. So big things for him. I uh, really like the way he plays because we need – he's so clutch, dude. He could be so clutch. Um you know, today. Can I be negative be, now? Or not sure. yet? Yeah, I mean, I'll, let, me, let, me, let me top it off. Let me top it off. I mean, let me finish. Gary Sanchez with a big show today. You know, honestly, like Aaron Judge, one for five wasn't great. Uh, Torres, meh. But keep it I know going. You, keep it going. Keep it going. I know. I know. It was really bad because our guy, DJ LeMahieu, rate him back oh. 0 for 4. Yeah, Aaron oh, Hicks, Not Jesus, DJ Hicks, Stanton. And, and oh Stanton, my bro. God, tough dude. Jesus, our yo when one oh for thirteen, bro. Oh for thirteen is tough. Yo, oh for thirteen. When one through four is oh for thirteen. Well, te- like when f- three of your four start four, you know, is oh for thirteen. It's insane. Insane. To, was it? Yeah, no. One, one through, for eighteen. One, through four, one, one, through, yeah. one for eighteen is insane. That is terrible. <laughs> we can't have that. We can't one through have four, that. One through four, they had they. One through four, they had Aaron Judge save them with a the hit. One through six, they had Torres save them with a the hit as well. So yeah, it was tough, man. Uh, we left how, so many guys on base. I think it was twelve. How it was about tough uh, out there today? 
How about how about Mr. Red himself, Quinn Frazier again, two for three? That was nice, at least. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna bring that up because not only did he have a great game, I thought it was kind of weird to see Guardy come in for him as a pinch runner. Pinch runner, yeah. Number one, because I'd assume Clint Frazier is faster because he's 35 years younger. So <laughs> Damn, don't, don't be doing my boy like that. <laughs> I, I love Guardy. But I'm just saying, like that that's weird. So I wonder if it was about uh, IQ on the bases rather than speed, which is it's, it's an interesting move on the opening day, something to keep your eye on. You know what I mean? Clint Frazier is already battling. Like he already has his backs against the wall. For this starting spot, mm-hmm. everyone knows he deserves it, but like he's got to be peeking behind him, even though it's you know Guardy, it's Guardy, and now he's pinch running for him, even though he's faster. It's just an interesting development. I'm just gonna yeah. throw it out there. I mean, Guardy was the guy who was stealing bases for us when he was Matt, when he was much younger, man, right, much younger. So I'm I'm sure that it's more of like a seasoned vet type of move that you want, who understands how to you know run the bases pretty well. How to steal and do all that type of stuff. Guardy's lost a step though. He's not that same guy. He's gotten a little bigger, you know. That's why um, it's an interesting pinch run. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just speaking like out loud why it's interesting, right? So, I, I mean, I get it. You know, the good thing, like the good thing is, like we get it. I don't necessarily, I don't fully agree with it, but I get it. Um, what, what Fraser? Fraser's got to learn at some point. So just let him do it. And it's, it's honestly. Day one, like, why are we doing this day one? You know what I mean? That's what makes it more like confusing. So, otherwise, you know, it was our after we could talk about the batting, but the pitching was really that was just god damn, man. After after Garrett Cole, come on, man. I mean, I think we did okay, right? We, 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 I mean, we threw Chad Green right in. And then I know like the back end didn't finish great. But Los Cycle played okay too. I don't know. I'm not I'm not that disappointed. I'm not that upset. O'Day played okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I know I know I, I know I know he gave up the game. I know Nelson gave up the game, but for me personally, like you're right, it's a long season and if we're losing Games because we don't know how to play in the stretch right now with a man on second. Like, I'm okay with it. To be honest, because I'm watching that, I'm like, dude, if that's Chapman, we're going to lose. If a guy is on second with Chapman on, we're losing the game. It's a disadvantage for us. So, dude, uh, we've been so I don't know what quick. we're going to do. I, I got, to, like, because we're not good in the stretch, dude. So, dude, I, I can't. It, 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 the, the pitching that that part of the the that part of pitching kind of worries me about extra. That's games. but that's why that's why I'm concerned is because none of these guys came up and closed it, and that means we got to rely on Chapman. That's why I'm concerned, and he's, if we got to rely on Chapman, season. great during the regular season, but yo, he yeah. only he's he's not like we get we were we've been spoiled by Mariano Rivera. All right, I get it. We both grew up during that time. So five World Series. I get why we're spoiled. It's Chapman's just so erratic, man. Like I know he didn't pitch today, but we did we didn't see him today, but I'm just I'm just so concerned, dude. Just so concerned. So concerned. So concerned. It's 
you yeah, have, like, I, I just, I just, I just go back to the playoffs, man. I just remember him just smiling after getting another hit. I'm just like, stop. I don't the, need PTSD of Chapman right now. I see, uh, I see the smile as well. I fucking hate that smile. Dripping sweat. Uh, um, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alex is smiling at me. We also have uh shout out to Talkman who stole second and third. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was some nice base running on a pinch run. So shout out to him. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw my, my last bit on the Yankees is I'm going to, th- I'm going to throw out there is we kind of touched on it with the void stuff. We do have, uh, Bruce at first base. Mm-hmm. He did go for three. It is game one. He did have a walk. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to panic, but DJ could play first. Glaber could play second. I don't know who, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. We Tyler Wade might start getting in playing second. You know what I mean? He came in for second today. I I I just think things are th- we have our our bench got cleared today. We went to Guardy, D- Wade, Talkman, and Higgy all came off the bench today. So that's just an interesting thought. Um uh, oh, we cleared everybody, which is which is insane on day one. I don't know why we did yeah, that. So something to keep an eye on. Maybe we're all just excited. Everyone wants to play opening day. That legit could be a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Aaron Boone's like, yeah, why everyone to play opening day? Everyone's family's here. Literally, that could be a thing. Like, who knows? Literally. I guess that's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I, I've, I've never seen it before in my life. So, sure. <laughs> I'll let you leave it off with that. I don't know. It's my only justification. But, yeah. But we're back, baby. Bronx is back. You know how it is. We're Yankee fans. We're obnoxious. We got a lot of faith in this team. Only excellence. The Bronx is back open. Let's shout get out to excited, Vlad Shout out to Vlad Guerrero Jr., dude. He's a beast. Facts. 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 He lost like 45 pounds this offseason. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. That is insane. <laughs> and he looks jacked, dude. <laughs> it's insane. Dude is like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on, like, on the next uh, Men's Health uh, magazine cover like for that type of stuff. So if you do, and I've mentioned this, and someone does it, please pay me. But John, that's all. That's all I got for uh, the Yankees today. Pretty short, you know. It's just opening day. We'll get more action once we get more and more. Once we get further and further into the season, we'll be touching on our beloved Yankees. But that's all I got for today, John. Uh, nothing, nothing else. Anything from you, bud? That's it, man. I guess all we right. just have to add one more thing, man. It's not only let's go Jets. It's let's go Yankees now. Let's, Let's go. go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. I love it, man. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, yeah. I'm I got to get to the Bronx soon. I'm back. MSG and the Bronx coming soon, baby. Woo, I just need no a direct deposit straight to both of those <laughs> both of those arenas. Oh, man. I remember I used to go to Yankee Stadium too much. Fucking dwindled me of like over one game. <laughs> I went to five games. Went to one, I went to five games. It, I think I ran up to two to three K. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I need I need I need the offices to open back because my parking spot is at Yankee Stadium. Right oh, that's so that's dope. I need dope. I need the I need my Bronx op- office to open back up. So let's get that's this dope. moving. Everyone get that vaccine. Let's get this going. Let's get it going. All right. And on that note, thank you everyone for listening for to another Jets episode of the Knicks Jets Except Podcast. Please make sure to give us a five star review if you listen to us on Apple. Uh, podcast, iTunes, whatever the hell you want to call it. But we're also available on... Just find us. Just find us, all right? 
But we are available on all streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, you name it, we are there. Also, please make sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also engage with John and myself. You can find John at, at jmalika, and you can find me at Tradicaster101 on Twitter. We will engage with you. We'll talk to you about anything you want to talk about. Maybe not everything, but if it's Knicks, Jets, Yankees related, we in there. All right? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Catch you later next week for another Knicks episode. All right? Let's go Jets and... Let's go Yankees. Let's go. (laughs)